Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transformations Podcast. And I have a new episode for you guys. Um, I'm actually going to uh, summarize part of the book of Numbers because it's just so much amazing insights that's packed. And I, I haven't finished Numbers yet, but I noticed that uh, my reflections was completely past one page. I'm like, I couldn't imagine like how it would be if I was to do the whole entire book. So here it goes. A lot of the summaries and insights that I have got from the book of Numbers so far is from the version Bible plans. I love how Numbers open up with the importance of serving and how each person or group of people are meant to serve in a certain way. All believers of Christ are meant to share the gospel with others. Like for instance, um, the Levites were to set up tents and be responsible for the care of the tabernacle. And if I if I pronounce things wrong, sorry. <laughs> Anyone else who approached it was to be put to death. Numbers 1, 51 to 53. God calls each person to do different things. I must try to glorify God in the ways that God wants me to do it. There was a census counted and the Levites were not included because God commanded it. Numbers 2, 33 to 34. I must obey God to the T and to everything that God wants me to do in order for God to be glorified in my life. I love how God mentions the firstborn is his in Numbers 3, 12 to 13. That's why I really believe in giving God at least 10% of my income because it is a common theme in the Bible. Moses, Aaron, and his sons were responsible for the care of the sanctuary. Anyone else who approached it had to die. Numbers three thirty-eight. Same thing about obeying God to the T. It is great to honor God and to strive to glorify God in our lives, but I must do it in the way that God wants me to do it and not pick and choose how I would do things. It needs to be black and white for me. God wants me to do something, I do it. No ifs, ands, buts about it. <laughs> I love how the version devotional talked about the, the book of Numbers, keeping the record of the people. I can try to keep a record of the prayers that God answered, the milestones that God helped me climb, and, and the addictions God has brought me with, and thank God with everything he has blessed me with. I need God to be the center of my life. I learned that I must serve God his way and do everything to seek his will. I cannot serve God and do whatever God wants for my personal benefit, but to glorify him and for his will to be shown in my life. It's not about me feeling good, but doing what God wants. So even when it comes to serving God, I must do it his way. I love how the Caliphites, Jerusalemites, and Mercedites were given certain instructions on how to serve God. And if it was not done in God's way, people would die. Numbers 4.15 I love how God mentioned the restitutions of wrong and purity of the camp in chapters 5. It is not enough to feel sorry or bad about sins. Restitution and repentance needs to be made. I love how God called the Nazarites to be specifically set apart in chapter 6. Everyone was called to love and serve God the way how he wants people to do it. That's why I come to God as I am, expecting to leave change. I cannot expect God to accept me or my sins. I must repent and live for God no matter what happens. In chapter 7, the Israelites were obedient and offered sacrifices. In addition, motion, in addition Moses was, en- was able to enter the tabernacle and talk to God, Numbers 789. It shows that my relationship with God and my obedience with God doesn't just affect me, but others around me. I also see here that partial obedience is not obedience. They had to do exactly what God asked them to do, and so do I. I love how people were mentioned by name in chapter 7. It showed me that... Whatever we do for God matters. 
I love how God dealt with the unclean and clean people with the Passover. What I got from that chapter was that just because I am unclean doesn't mean that it's over. Hmm. I just need to repent and choose to live for God and no longer for myself. And it is also nice that people were that people communicated their concerns with God as well. Chapter 9, verses 6 to 12. The patience required is so crucial. Chapter 9, verse 8. God set the um, Levites set apart in chapter 8 and was used as gifts to Aaron and his sons. Verses 18 through 20. I want to be a gift to others and ensure that I am showing them Jesus Christ in my life. I love chapters 10 to 12. It, it relates to struggles that I go through at times. There are times just like the Israelites that I will experience trials and crises and other times that I will grumble to the Lord on what I do not have and what I want. It is clear to see that these people and I can struggle with worshiping created things instead of the creator, Romans 1, 25. To lose our contentment and gratitude towards God and place it on things that were meant, that were never meant or can satisfy, satisfy us the way how God can. Oopsie. <laughs> I noticed that for me, I treat God as if I have the right to the things that I want and that is far from the truth. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal in Christ Jesus our Lord. I noticed in chapter 11 that it is easy to get overwhelmed with responsibility and that is why it's vital to help one another and be there for one another, especially when it comes to serving the Lord. Verses 10 to 15. Verses 18 to 20 was extremely convicting as well. Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord had heard you when you wailed, if only we had meat to eat. We were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat. And you would eat it. You would not eat it just for one day or two days or five, ten or twenty days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you load it because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have well before him saying, why do we ever leave Egypt? Verse 33. But while the meat was still between their teeth and before it can be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people and he struck them down with a severe, severe plague. So once again, that was Leviticus chapter 11 verses 18 to 20 and also verse 33 chapter thir- chapter 12 show grace and the consequences that can happen from sin really great chapter to read it is simply unacceptable to experience god's miracles and to continue to have unbelief in god the men who explored the land that god promised them really relied on what they can see and the possible shortcomings that can happen from striving to attack the people and get the land that god promised them they experienced doubt and fear chapter 13 verses 31 to 33 caleb had the opposite response caleb believed that they could take possession of the land verses 30 Things took even a worse turn when the Israelites were grumbling, wishing that they would have died in Egypt, and they wanted to get a leader to go back to Egypt. Chapter 14, um, verses 2 to 4. When they had godly correction and motivation, they desired to stone them. Verses 11. God wanted to punish them, but, but Moses pleaded with God and respected God. Verses 13 to 19. As a result, God forgave their sins, but the consequences of their sins were still in effect verses 20 through 36 so basically what i'm telling you just basically read the whole chapter (laughs) it was sad because their response was to go up to the land that god promised them and moses pleaded with them saying not to go because god was not with them 
verses 40 through 45 so basically their response to like you know the correction everything was just to say well we're gonna go up to the land that god promised them such convicting two chapters 14 and um 13 and 14 because i can relate to this despite the many blessings and miracles that god has done to me done for, done in me and for me i choose to lean on my unbelief my heart becomes so hard and no matter what what correction i get i still maintain the same mindset sometimes which is not good oopsie um <laughs> my decision to lean and stay on my unbeliefs goes to many other sins and then it comes to a point of no return thank god that jesus has interceded for me just like the just like moses did for the israelites but the consequences will remain then there are times that i become entitled and expect expect to get god's promises and ask god for things such a convicting chapter and i can relate to the israelites that's why i have a goal now that when i am struggling with unbelief i can mention my concerns but i will ask god to help me believe in him i will get others i will get help from others and fight i will move in fear and won't let past failures or circumstances be my truth but let god and his word be my truth no matter what choosing to hold on to unbelief and grumbling against god and wishing for my old life that god has rescued me from are serious sins and i must treat them as such i love how in chapter 15 it discusses about the different offerings that god desires and how to do them i love how it mentions what to do with unintentional sins even if i sin unintentionally once i find out i sinned i must deal with it and i must read the bible and fight for my relationship with god because the excuse of that i do not know that i sin is not going to cut it i love how god has harsher sentences on people who have intentional sins chapter 15 verses 30 to 31 Chapter 15, verses 39 to, 30 to 39 to 40 is something I need to refer to on a daily basis. I need to remember God and not prostitute myself with my own desire. That is why I strive to honor God first and ask for God's will first over my own desires and beliefs. So that is what I have learned so far in the book of Numbers. I would definitely leave a part two once I am done with the book of Numbers. So thank you so much for listening to Transformation's podcast. And I hope you have a great day. Take care. Bye for now.